copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Oil cars, sentinel cars, sentinel Santa Clara County Sheriff cars, broadcast 123. Be on the lookout for two men who just held up the Pacific Theater in San Jose. Suspect number one described as 33 years, 5 feet 10 inches, 160 pounds, wearing a gray suit, a gray hat. Suspect number two, 20 years, 5 feet 11 inches, 150 pounds, wearing a dark blue top coat, a brown hat. These men are believed to have escaped in a Ford Coupe. Stand by for further details. the police catch the criminals in tonight's crime. Enlightened civic officials have supplied the police forces of many western cities with the newest scientific devices to fight lawbreakers, including high-powered police cars equipped with radio and powered with real grand craft. The only Pacific Coast gasoline made by the very latest scientific Sinclair refining process. Police cars have proved that craft gasoline develops greatest speed and power. In Los Angeles, where the police cars answer from 700 to 1,000 emergency calls every day, it takes an average of only 2 minutes and 42 seconds for a police car to reach the citizens who call for help. Police give Rio Grande Craft Gasoline full credit for making this great speed possible. And in the largest cities and counties of the West, more police and emergency cars are powered with Rio Grande Craft than any other gasoline. This is the same gasoline you can get from the Rio Grande dealer near you. You, too, can enjoy police car performance in your own time. Now it is our pleasure to introduce Chief of Police Black of San Jose, California, who will speak to you from the studios of KFRC in San Francisco. Chief Black. Cop on the beat is a thing of the past. Nowadays, the officer who helps preserve the peace of your community rides in a high-powered patrol car, constantly in touch with headquarters by means of police radio on the dashboard. And, as is becoming more and more the case, able to communicate directly with headquarters by means of the shortwave sending set in the car. Behind the officer in the radio car is all the equipment science has given to criminology. Laboratories for testing physical evidence, fingerprinting, the statewide teletype that flashes the means of a crime, and the description of the criminals over the entire state in an instant. Against such a formidable array of equipment and knowledge, how can the criminal hope to win? We who know that he never does often wonder at his stupidity in trying. The story you are about to hear is one in which the criminals attempted to enlist the most modern developments of the day to their side. But quick as they were, the police were quicker, as you soon will see.
1932 that a young man called from the manager of the Pacific Theater, a first-run movie house in San Jose, California. When did you wait to see? I want to see you the manager. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. I've forgotten your name. Andrews. Robert Andrews. You ought to know me now. <laughs> yes, of course. I remember you, Mr. Andrews. You're the lobby display artist, aren't you? That's right. Well, I'm afraid Mr. Stanley's tied up. If there's anything else... Oh, now, listen, Johnny. Don't hand me that shadow. I've heard it before. I want to see Stanley. But he's busy right now. He's busy looking over last week's motion picture held, I bet. Tell him I'm here. Very well. Mr. Andrews is outside to see you, Mr. Stanley. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Stanley is busy, Mr. Andrews. He can't be disturbed. Oh, dear, I will. He may be tied up for some time. I'll still wait. Very well. Please, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Please. Oh, it's sort of hard to get along with, aren't you, girl? Huh. I think all of you are Yes, David? There's a man outside with three thousand. Lucky guy. What will I tell him to do with it, David? You know the film goes in the projection room. It was uh, only the doll's lock. Oh, very well, I'll come to it. Come along, David. Well, I guess I'll do my own secretary. Good morning, Mr. Stanley. What? Oh, I told my secretary to tell you I was busy. You do, but you have to step out a minute, so I just thought I'd drop in. Well, I've got nothing for you. Well, now, listen, Mr. Stanley, don't be so sure about that. Look here, take a look at this field. That's the lobby of the accident in Los Angeles. I did all the cutouts and lobby cars from that line for a day for it. Did you ever see a sweeter job in your life? That's all right. Well, well, well. I the lobby of the dress. There's my shop on the 47th Street. Yes, yes it's all right. Well, 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 I can take two lobby cars and design cutouts that will drag them in off the street. I can give you the belief I said before that I was busy. Oh, you did? And I knew it. Now, listen to me. I don't want any lobby cars or cutouts. You get all that display stuff from the cinema display in Frisco. And I told you that the first time you came in here, and I'm tired of repeating it. Good morning, Mr. Stanley. I can do you a better job, but let's go. Good morning, Mr. Andrews. I don't know why I waste my time talking to you. I don't either. I'm used to doing big jobs, not decorating the front of 10-pound show jobs. You don't seem to realize who I am. You and you get out now, or I call the police and have them escort you out. Oh. You're going to get tough, huh? All right, don't bother it. I'll get out. But I won't forget this, Mr. Stanley. And one day, a few weeks later, he runs into a party spangler on a point of view. Hello, Andrew. How's things? Oh, uh, not so good. How's things with you? Oh, uh, nice to eat. That's about all. What's the matter? Are you working? No. Things are slow. I've been canvassing all the fields over the state, but I couldn't pick up much card writing. Yeah, tough. Didn't uh, see some good prospects, did you? Mm, what do you mean? Theaters are pretty easy to knock over. Rob? No. When things are as tough as they are this summer, I figure a guy's entitled to his any way he can get it. Well, I haven't looked at it quite that way. That's the only way to look at it. Yeah. You're right. When you take theaters, and a sweet layout. We do business Saturday afternoon and Sunday while the banks are closed. That means that any good-sized house has got a real bankroll in the safe for the time Monday morning rolls around. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I remember when I was talking to the manager of the Pacific in San Jose, he was counting the tapes. Well, there must have been two girls set around. The Pacific in San Jose. That's a mess. Couldn't let her get away in a Cisco and leave herself before the cops wake up to answer the phone. Yeah, we could. Yeah, and I've got a little matter to settle with the manager of the Pacific anyway. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Just after Christmas, Sangler and Andrews drive north. In San Jose, they take a room in a hotel facing the theater. For several days, they watch the movements of the theater start from their window. Then, just before noon on the 31st of December. There's a Sangler in a sack of dough. Hmm? What time is it? Quarter twelve. Hmm, early today. Sack close at noon. Oh, that's right. I forgot the day was Saturday. He doesn't take the door out until about 1 o'clock on weekdays. He's a very irregular Saturday. Hmm? What do you mean? Tonight's New Year's Eve. What route show it is. And they're having a special midnight show across the street. I've had to boost the box office this week. Yeah. Are you knocking them over tonight? I'm just saying not. Let him collect the Sunday tape for us, too. And we'll relieve him over Monday morning. Just before your friend, Mr. Stanley, takes us to the bank. In broad daylight? Sure, why not? Nobody around this city at that time of day. Uh, except in the porter and the secretary. Well, I handle them also. Just at noon, the following Monday, Andrews and Sander park their car in front of the theater. Get out and saunter across the deserted lobby. Blinking, they step from the brilliant sunlight into the still darkness of the empty theater. Where do you suppose that porter is? He's probably sitting up on the seat. Yeah, there he is. I'm decided. Hey, don't call me like this master, Jeffrey. I don't want anybody to recognize me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Porter. Come here a minute, will you? Remember, don't stand in front of these people. I might recognize your voice. Don't worry. Yes, sir. What was it you did? Pick it up. Yes, sir. And keep quiet if you want to keep your health. Don't worry. I need to lose it. Okay. I'll lead the way to the manager's office. But I can't take you all and go. Mrs. Stanley's doing it. Yeah, I know. You'll be counting the weekend receipts. And besides, he got the door bullets from the inside. Yeah, I know about that, too. And you're going to walk in there in front of our guns and knock on the door and ask him to let you in. You won't like that. What do I care? You're going to tell him you want to clean the windows in there, see? No, but I can't. Get going, get going. No, but I'm going to start as my second language. Let me. I'll move on that old point of it. Here we go. Okay. Knock on the door. It's me, sir. David. Yeah. If you don't mind, boss, I'd like to get at those windows and go. They're powerful, dirty. Now, to go back a little later, David, you're showing an eye busy right now. Tell him you've got to come in now. But I'll look at our church. You're letting your lid go on. Well, it's all. I've always put it up as a place else. I'm sure we're right to get it through the windows. Oh, well, well, then. Come on, come up. What? Yeah. How's that? He's got a mask on. 
Still, he looks familiar. Well, he ought to. He's been shaking his job for a week. He's been coming to the show every night to look the place over. You must have seen him in the lobby. Perhaps. But I wouldn't advise you to try to identify him. We bumped guys off the next. You know, Tito? Ted? Hand over your key ring. What for? Don't ask for a question. Hand it over. Very well. Here we are. I'll just keep these so you won't be able to get out of here for a while. Hold the horse. Hold the horse. Oh, yeah. Well, just make sure you don't call the cops, son. Now you'll keep your thoughts up for a while if you know what it's good for you. I'm Mrs. Stanley. Hi, let me get away. What did you do? Don't you see? They want to be with my guest, but they didn't know about this one back in the projection. The sheriff will be looking for him before they take back away. Sanitary show, Sophie. Just a minute, I'll connect you. I'm meaning to show you. Sarah Daniels speaking. Oh, sure. This is Doris Stanley. I'm the Oh, yes, Mr. Stanley. How are you? Oh, yeah. Well. Three minutes ago, three men came in and held up my secretary and my glove and took our three gentlemen's seats. Over $2,000. Well, can you give me a description? Well, we both wore a I can tell the one of them was about five feet ten. He wore a gray suit and a gray hat. The other was about an inch taller. He had on a dark blue coat and a brown hat. Number one, five feet ten, wore a gray suit, gray hat. Number two, dark hat. Dark blue coat, brown hair. These men robbed the Pacific Theater in San Jose ten minutes ago. Cassidy, get that on the telephone to all points right away. Yes, sir. With the speed of light, the law throws an invisible net across the state of California of teletype machines in Los Angeles, in El Centro, in Eureka, and San Bernardino, in Watsonville, and San Francisco, receive the description of the wanted men at the same moment. The news of their crime travels a million miles faster than a speeding getaway car in which the two robbers are going along the Bay Shore Highway towards San Francisco. You know what I tell you? It was a pushover, wasn't it? Yeah, sure was. Well, by the time those birds break out of that office and ship off the law, we'll be out of the heat. That'll send it all right at this next road. There's an airport down there. Okay. Oh, left There's a ship out there on the runway warming up. And pull it by the office. Oh, you wait in the car. Okay. Yes, sir? How much to fly my partner and me into Frisco? Five dollars a piece. Okay. Got a ship ready to go? No, it's that red monoplane out there. Good. Let's get a rolling. Yes, sir. Well, Tom. Yeah? There's a couple of fares from Mill Field. Okay. Tom will take care of it. Fine. Now, listen. We'll leave our car here and pick it up tonight around six. My partner and I are late for a business appointment in Cisco. Gotta get so fast. Well, we'll look off your car. All right. Let's go. Right.
That'll be ten dollars. Yeah. And here's fifty cents. Fine. And let's grab that cab over there, Bob. We'll get out of here. Okay, let's go. Let's go on. Go on, boys. Go on. Hi, Eddie. This is pretty good, huh? Yeah, but I can't figure it out. What? See those two guys getting to that cab over there? Yeah. Well, I just flew them over to my Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. They said they were in a hurry to get to San Francisco. Said they'd been driving all night. So they left their car at the airport, and I flew them over here. Well, what's going to Well, by the time they get the town in that cab, they want to save more than a few minutes. It looks suspicious. I think I'll tell the boss about it when I get back to the police. Out of the jail, San Francisco police, Boston, Mr. Waters, manager of the Colorado Airport. Yes, sir. Strange thing there down here, which I think I should report to you. Yes, sir, go ahead. About a half an hour ago, a couple of men drove up to the airport and said, There is a loop, Officer Dawson in San Francisco, what did you say, Yes, officer. I just received a report from Colorado Airport. Two men who took your telephone description of the man who robbed the Pacific Theater in San Jose he took a plane from Colorado to Mill Field a half hour ago. That's hard. I suggest you cover the airport and take a return for the car. I'll do that at once. In the meantime, I'll check for the car. We talked to us, aren't we? Right away, sir. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to care, but I want some information. Yes, sir. Get the driver who brought two players from Millfield in town about three quarters of an hour ago and have him call me right away. Yes, sir. I'll try to get it for you. Out of the trail, Glasson is speaking. This is Glasson Peterson. Yeah? A private club for the contact. You want to get that Yes. Yeah. Did you bring two men in from Millfield an hour ago? Yes, sir. One of them wear a blue overcoat and a brown hat, and the other is a gray overcoat and a gray hat? Yes, yeah, sir. Where'd you drop them? Uh, they turned over to Hotel on Carlson. Did you overhear their conversation while you were driving them in? Uh, no, I didn't say no, sir. I can't remember. Joe of Inspector sends us to police with an initial. Boston, the auto-detail lieutenant. Yes, Boston. You see the old French teletype about the San Jose Theater hold up a couple of hours ago? Yes, I got it right here in front of me. Two men who pulled that job were ready to send that with those cars. Yes, sir. Would you like a room? Yes, it's a good room. Well, you know who I am, Dad. You look like you're from the police department. That's right. What did you want? How long have you been on the bed? I came on duty at noon. I have two fellows sitting in a room the last two hours. One wore a blue coat and a brown hat. The other a gray coat and a gray hat. Hmm. Why, yes. I think I do remember them. They're in 1005. What name is it, Dad? Now, let's see. Robert Andrews and Harvey Spangler. Try and get the house taken and come along with us. We're going to put them under arrest. Now, please don't see it. Disturbing. I wouldn't want to go. Don't worry. We'll be as quiet as ever. Oh. Lieutenant Mitchell assigns his men to cover all exits to the hotel. Then accompanied by Inspector Butts and Mallory, and the hotel manager and house detectives, he takes the elevator to the front floor. But in the meantime, a bellboy is tapping on the door of room 1005. Yes, what is it? Is from the valley, sir? Yes, sir. Oh, take that time. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, by the way, did you expect someone? No. No. No, why? Uh, I heard somebody asking for you today. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Here's a half a buck for telling me. Nice yes, sir. Who's that? Oh, boy. Yes, sir. There's the fire escape. Sit down at the end of the hall. Fine. Now, beat it, will you? Yes, sir. As Mitchell and his companions were coming up in the elevator, Carter stepped out into the fire escape and started down the outside of the building. A moment later, the officers are knocking on the door of part of the room. Come on, open up. Apparently, he's out. Sit down, you mean. Try the door, but it's unlocked. Yeah, you can see he's left in a hurry. That's all the trouble, gentlemen. Have you seen the guest who's in this room, Harry? Well, sure. I just delivered a seat to him a few minutes ago. I told him you gentlemen were asking for it. You did? Yeah. And he gave me a 50 cent tip. I should think he would. Which way did he go? Oh, he didn't go anywhere. He just asked me where the fire escape was. The fire escape? Oh, what floor did it come out on? Yes, sir. Okay, but you stay in the room. The rest of you come along with me. We'll head him off when he gets to the bottom of the fire escape. <laughs> Back down the elevator goes the officer. And as they are walking down the hall towards the fire escape on the first floor... Hurry, Lieutenant, you're fighting in that window. Well, let's keep coming and don't pull no gun. That's a gun for the gun in a minute. Okay, okay. Not the cup, then, Wallace. Right. What's your name? Albert Taylor. Where's your partner, Andrews? I don't know. Come on back up to your room. I want to ask you some questions. By the time the officers and their prisoner returned to 1005, Inspector Butts has searched the place and found some items of interest. Well, Lieutenant, I found the hall to the Pacific Theater. It's all here. $2,200 in cash and $500 in cash. Fine. Well, Stranger, what about it? Hmm. Looks like you're getting huh? I'd say so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pulled it down. Where's your pal, Andrews? I'm not the same girl. Where's she live? She's a worse than a candy store, and... Gilly's in her power. Gilly's in her power? What's her name? Sally, I think. Sally, candy store. Gilly's in her power. Good done, Lala. We have a special today on traffic covered arm. No, thanks. This will be all. Yes, sir. Can I help you, sir? Yes. Your name's Sally? Why, yes. You're Bob Andrews' girl, aren't you? Why, uh, I know Bob. Yes. Why? I'm a friend of his. I just ran into Spangler and he told me Bob was in town. Said you might know where I could find him. Oh, is that a coincidence? Bob just left here a few minutes ago. Oh, he did, eh? Where is he going? Well, I think he was going back to the hotel. That's fine, Miss. But thank you very much. Back in room 1005, the officer questioned the prisoner when the phone rings. No, wait a minute. That might be Andrew. You answered, Sandler, and don't get him off the way here. What do I say to him? Give him sugar. Get him back up here. That's going to be double-crossed my pants. We're telling you what to do if you don't want any more trouble. But get him and send him to the other room. Yes. Now go ahead, Sandler, and play safe. Yeah. Okay. Hello? What's the idea? Oh, uh, how are you asleep? Yeah. I'm still awake. I'm going to eat yet. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in the lobby. I'll be right. You're ready to sit down. I'm ready. Right now. Well? Downstairs. I'll be right up. How about a bus? Did he close it up? Uh, he's laid straight, all right. A wise boy. Yeah, I can't figure out how you guys caught up with it. We knocked that joint over only three hours ago, and we never get away in an airplane. Listen, Potter. We can't beat the law. As fast as you think we can get away, we can get ahead of you. You see, you're in the crime business on a small scale. And we're in the business of taking you on a large scale. With expensive equipment, radio, telepath, and so on. 
We've got a nice more out in the house. You can't do that. Right. Well, here's our friend. Pick him up, Andrew. Oh, what is it? You're under arrest. Oh. So that's the kind of a pal you are, Frank. You're leaving him a trap like this. Oh. I couldn't have a job. Bad get from me. Nothing we can do better than this. His copper is too good for it. Within an hour, Sheriff Emmett is on his way back to San Jose with his patient. Next day, Andrews and Spangler, having said guilty, and waived preliminary hearing, are standing before the judge in Superior Court. Case two. The state versus Mother Andrews and Harvey Spangler, Harvey Van Marcus. How do you mean, gentlemen? Guilty. Guilty. And judge. Yes. Get it over with as soon as possible, will you? It's late. It is the sentence of this court. It will be confined to San Quentin Penitentiary for from five years to the rest of your natural life. <coughs> Next case. Within a little more than 24 hours after they had robbed the Pacific Theater, Andrews and Spangler were entering the grim portals of San Quentin Penitentiary, dazed by the sudden turn of their fortune, but not two days to realize that crime doesn't pay. The new Calling All Cars News is out today, and we urge you to go to your nearest Rio Grande service station and ask for your free copy. The news tells you more about the cases you hear on these broadcasts. And it illustrates some brand new free gifts for boys and girls. Every time you go to a Rio Grande station, you can help some youngster get a G-man or a junior detective outfit. Nearly every listener to this program realizes that the outstanding gasoline value in this market is Rio Grande Crest. But not all of you know that every Rio Grande dealer now features Sinclair motor oil. Because they unquestionably give you more value for your money. All useless wax and valueless petroleum jelly has been removed from Sinclair motor oil. You've got nothing but pure oil. No waste. No filler. More lubrication for your money than ever before. Cancellation broadcast 123. Regarding a hold up at Pacific Theater. The section of case are now in custody. That's all.
elevator, Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company. This is the Calling All Cars, now also broadcast over the Western Network, KMX Hollywood, KSFO San Francisco, every Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs>